We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey, everybody. It's John Halpin. Welcome to the Wednesday, November 22nd edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Tim Heaney and I are uh, doing it a day early. We're going to preview the Thanksgiving Day games. Uh, Tim, what's, what's, your, what's your normal Thanksgiving routine? Uh, it's actually pretty quiet compared to Christmas. You know, just, just it's all about the food. It's all about watching my Cowboys and that, you know, maybe drives up my stress more than most other holidays. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and reveals to my family, my crazy sports side a little bit too much, but, but, uh, no, it's always, you know, I always try to make at least one of the sides for the family dinner and stuff like that. And yeah, uh, my brother usually goes to Disney world with his family. So that's actually, he's got the cool end of the stick there, but yeah, in uh, my end of the, of the, of the uh, holiday is pretty quiet. What about yours? Um, let's see. Um, we do this. This is the one holiday at my mother-in-law's house. I mean, honestly, I host everything, but you know, my mother-in-law yeah. is like, well, you know, I still like Thanksgiving. It's fine. Totally good. So it's a bunch of us, you know, hanging out. My family's in from Staten Island, my mom and dad. Mm. Um, there you go. thank goodness my dad came on Tuesday instead of Wednesday because the airport was already getting crazy on Tuesday. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see. My wife makes the stuffing and we make a pecan pie and bring it over and you know, good. What's your, what's your side dish that you're making? Uh, stuffing. It's I, I, that's the one I've usually done. Um, maybe maybe chime in with a des- with a dessert. Got see it. About that. I'll see what I prepare today. What, what's your um, favorite pie? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, I think just for the novelty, I like pumpkin because I don't eat it much during the rest of the year. I like yeah, it this time of year. That's fair. So. I like the, I prefer the pecan. Here's the thing about pumpkin. I like pumpkin pie, but I feel like the pumpkin craze has gone too bananas the last few years. You're, you're absolutely right. I am not disagreeing with you on that one. You know, pumpkin spice latte, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. they, they taste good, but, you know, you could be a basic person about it, I guess. But, right. Uh, yeah, a pecan, it, 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 sometimes it can be really sweet. I like the concept of it. I like pecans. It's just people make it wrong sometimes, you know. Okay. So a little, yeah. little t- t- aside here on the pecan pie. And this is I gonna heard. Be, this is yes. going to be the second time this week with the America's Test Kitchen. Nice. Plug. The recipe from them is no caro syrup because that's what makes it so sweet. I okay. actually signed up. I signed up for the newsletter after you and Derek were talking yes! about it. So there you go. We got to get them as a sponsor. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they, 
for fantasy football, that's an untapped market, I think. No kidding. And we cannot have the Caro Syrup people as a sponsor now, apparently, because they're going to be mad at me. <laughs> oh, well, uh, shrug emoji, whatever. Oh, well. But all right. Well, everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving meals. We, Derek and I, I, sorry, Tim and I are going to uh, go over the three games. We're not going to do our usual previewing the whole schedule. Uh, we're going to talk about the Thanksgiving games, talk a little bit about what we're thankful for in fantasy football, and then Derek and I will get back to it on Friday, previewing the rest of the schedule. Um, catch us on Twitter. If you need us, I do. Do you do Thursday morning Twitter? I do. Every year. My, uh, wife, my wife's like, it's Thanksgiving. You're on the phone. It's, people need fantasy advice. Hey, I have my phone. It's fine. Right. And you're waiting, for, you're waiting for stuff to cook anyway most of the time, and you're watching the early game. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and as we mentioned, Derek has a, uh, a Thanksgiving day game. If you want to play fantasy football with friends and family on Thanksgiving, Derek posted uh, something on Rotowire that's pretty cool. You should check it out. Great um, article. Yeah, it really is. It's good. So I'm going to get my, my kids, my parents, everybody in on that. The beer selections especially are important. So. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. Twitter, Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at Helpin 37 uh, You can also tweet us at Rotowire and get the news feed um, at Rotowire NFL. News feed this morning includes mm. Tyrod Taylor starting again for the Bills. Which Thankfully. Is, you know, it, I'm still picking the Chiefs, but not quite as confidently as I was before. Is that fair to say, you think? Yeah. Um, you know, and with Nathan Peterman with the Urban Sombrero disaster of a debut. <laughs> I'm recycling my own Twitter jokes for the podcast, I love but I'm okay with it. I love it. I saw so <laughs> many good Jay Peterman jokes on Sunday. It was I loved it. You got to listen to Joe Piece of P's impersonation on the DFS podcast. It's actually pretty good too. So. Okay. <laughs> God. All right. Um, otherwise, let's see. Uh, Recover yeah, from I, that. I got to yeah. hear this. I got to hear this now. Um, Paxton Lynch starting for the Broncos. I mean, he's, uh, uh, here's the thing. I mean, I guess it could get worse for them. Yeah, well. People are realizing who Brock Osweiler is finally. The defense is. Yes. Paxton Lynch has a quick release that helps Demarius Thomas and, you know, the running backs, I suppose. And the Raider so. defense is horrendous. Right. So um, but you, throw away, you throw away Thanksgiving weekend DFS lineup, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch can run a little bit, can he? Uh, well, no. you know, he's 6'7 he's as well. A little bit for his size. I think more than Osweiler can. Yeah. That was relatively. his rep coming out of college that he could run a little bit. Right. All right. Not a lot, but a little. Um, and the other thing here is um, Andre Ellington signed with the Texans. Yes. So they have two Ellingtons. Yes, they do. Got to get that uh, initial in there. So if you want to flex an Ellington from the Texans, be careful. <laughs> yes, for sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, it depends on what Fuller's status is for, for Bruce. But, you know, Andre, you know, the Deontay Foreman role was kind of climbing the last few weeks. So that's a very interesting setup there. For, maybe for PPR for as your number six running back. Right. For the rest of the season. Yes, there you go. Number six. I mean, he, he's probably – well, he's not the – he's not the cuff, right? You wouldn't think. Uh, it, 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 yeah, I don't think it's a direct cuff situation because he's not going to do Miller's role if, if anything happens. I think, you know – Alfred Blue, I guess, and I'm I hate saying that. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, how bad did the Cardinals have to think Andre Ellington was to cut him with their current running back situation? Yeah, it's it's weird. I, I th- there must be another reason we're not hearing about. Um, I'm looking at the contract situation. I don't know if that had anything to do with it either. Um, he's a he's a free agent next year. He could have just waited him out. Right. That that's odd. I don't know. All right, well, that's the news. Um, let's get on to the Thursday games. Yeah. Uh, Vikings Lions first. Love this as a leadoff. Oh, yeah. It's a nice game. Uh, Vikings favored by three over under is 44 and a half because the Lions are it, it's it's still interesting to me to look at the Lions as a team that, you know, can it, that, that's going to keep the score down because yeah, two almost, years ago, we never thought this. Right. You almost think that's too high and over under. <laughs> right. Guys. I agree. <laughs> do, do you think they can? I mean, I, I was actually reading an interesting article on uh, uh, I think it was MLive.com this morning about how since the buy. And this might be attributable to the to the offensive line improving and getting healthier. That Stafford's been throwing downfield a lot more, a lot more than, than he has been on, since Jim Bob Cooter took over as offensive coordinator. He's throwing downfield now more than he has in in a while. And it's you know and Marvin Jones would be the chief is the chief beneficiary of this. Yeah, I I agree for sure. Uh, yeah, I I think the the pocket protection, like you said, is is good. It's correct. Uh, yeah, since the bye week, especially yards per attempt. Week eight, nine point four, then ten point nine, nine point six, nine point six. That's 
that that that's a nice trend for uh for as you said as for Jones and I guess you know, you could even say for Tate because he still does go go down through the little bit more in those slot routes but yeah um it's a tough tough test for that yards per attempt though because you know this this Vikings defense does have a quality secondary and some good pass rushers um yeah so do you think like what what gives is it Stafford yeah. or is it the Vikings defense that gives uh I could see it being Stafford um. Unless they, you know, unless they can get Jones open, I just I think those cornerbacks from Minnesota, you know, the you know, I know Detroit has the one that's really good, maybe one, two that are pretty darn good. But Minnesota has the trio of guys and Harrison Smith at safety. I think that's going to be a little bit too much. And the, the, the Lions offensive line still has some weak spots, especially left tackle. And, you know, the pass rush with Griffin is, you know, something to really watch out for. Yeah. Um, OK, so. Is the Vikings defense good enough that you want to like, let, let's say if you are a Stafford owner, mm-hmm. are you trying to find an alternative? I mean, he, he sort of he sort of strikes me as a guy who would be down. He's sort of a borderline guy this week because of the matchup. Normally you start him. But yeah. This one you're like, um, what else is there? I think you have to start him in two quarterback leagues most of the time. Well, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be really weird to find an option there. Maybe Jacoby Brissett coming off by if he gets if he gets out of concussion protocol. I mean, I, I guess you know actually take that back because you won't have time to find anybody. Um, Andy Dalton seems like a good alternative against Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, maybe Mariota against the Colts sounds good. It depends on you know who's available. One quarterback you can stream a little easier here, and Stafford is a little more expendable. So okay, got it. Um, that makes sense. Um, all right. As far as the Lions' running game, uh, the Vikings are allowing three point three yards a carry. Amir Abdullah seems like he averages two yards a carry. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is just bad. Yeah, just bad I, mean, I, I mean, the only reason I'm starting Abdullah in one league is because it's a 10 team, like 14 player start league. So you have like extra running backs to start. Abdullah is just kind of my guy at the end. Hopefully he gets the touchdown there. It's kind of the way you should view him in regular fantasy as well. You know, theoretic just kind of, you know, not really a factor anymore. seems like yeah. I, 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 I don't understand that. It, maybe Jim Bob Cooter probably doesn't it doesn't value that role as much, I guess. Yeah, it's um, too bad. Um, not, not as much for Eric Ebron, though, recently. So. It's perking up. I keep saying it. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting him somewhere. Well, it's, I'm starting him in Fishbowl, which starts a billion players. Well, so that's not a yeah, huge deal. You need every tight end that starts in the NFL in that league. Absolutely. Um, on the other side here, who gets I – mean, you talked about the Lions' corners. What, yeah. what, who gets Slay? Who gets the short end of this stick? <laughs> um, I think because the the – Lions have a competent um, slot cornerback with Quandre Diggs. I think Slay guards Stephon Diggs. Okay. Uh, I think Thielen would be my preference for fantasy for these two, just because he does work out of the slot and they can move him around a little bit more easily. Although I think Diggs can, you know, Diggs can play both as well because he, he played the slot a lot last year. Uh, it's just I, I think that you know it might be easier for Thielen to match up with DJ Hayden if all works out right. So um, maybe not as much a Diggs DFS week. I think you're starting both these guys regardless. Yep. Um, but Thielen w- would be my choice to have the edge in okay. production. Um, sign of the times here. I'm looking at FanDuel's Thursday slate. Adam Thielen is the highest priced wide receiver. Well, there you go. Uh, wow. they're, they're they're anticipating the matchup as well. Wow. And plus he's been great. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, he deserves it. Well, we talked in the preseason about it. You know, I was, you know, we were saying that he was one of the yards for target leaders last year mm-hmm. among qualified wideouts, and people just don't, you know, we we, we figured Bradford would carry it over, but Keenum's actually been more of a help. So right, <laughs> and, and and of course the optics. He's a white guy, and you go, oh, he can't be that good huh. receiver. It's true. <laughs> no, you're right. I'm 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 doing my guilt laugh because you're you're right. I mean, it's true. I, people so so think that they you know uh, think he's a slow slot guy. Um, yeah. Anyway, enough of that stuff. Wow. Um, all right, so backfields, uh, my man Latavius just keeps scoring. Yeah, I'll, I'll tip my cap to that. He's been, uh, you know, I I think this offensive line is finding its groove as well for the for the, for the running game. Right. Uh, you know, I talked about how they're zone blocking and they're really just kind of finding a groove here. He's averaged what, like five-ish yards per carry since the bye? Something Pretty like darn that. good. Yeah, so. pretty good. Um, two two weak rushing defenses, I will say, the Redskins and the Rams, but still worth noting that he's earned most of what he's done. Absolutely. So. And if it's under the goal line, that's it's it's there. Um, yeah. Anyone else in this game? Keenum? No. I mean, yeah, I, uh, if you're doing a contrarian Thanksgiving Day DFS, maybe. Who but. was I reading the other day arguing that Case Keenum's an MVP candidate? I think it was uh, a real 
thing that someone wrote. I no, I I don't know. I, I didn't see that, but I I kind of I get the logic to it. Like a maybe a top six most valuable addition, maybe not an MVP. Right. You know, he's he's been a catalyst to change. I but guess he's a. I mean, it, but he's a catalyst to ch- he, he's a catalyst of being not as terrible as people thought. I mean, he's right. fine. He's he's yeah. he's an okay quarterback, which is all they need. He's and everybody thought he was going to be a disaster. He's the Vikings MVP. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, even you know, yeah. I don't know. By virtue of not being terrible, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Know. I hope that's what that person was arguing because that's uh, that's a bold, that's a hot take. It was literally, hashtag. it was a very hot take. It was something <laughs> to the effect of, well, if Tom Brady gets hurt, and and who else was it? I don't know who else it was that had to get hurt. Someone on the Rams, maybe. I don't know. Off. Uh, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Okay. So, Anybody else in this game we need to talk about? Anybody you're um, looking at who who has a nice? I mean, well, Kyle Rudolph or whatever. Yeah, I, I I mean Rudolph. I guess the safety besides if he's not getting Glover Quinn, it's a pretty good assignment. Those linebackers are pretty weak in coverage as well. Okay. So Rudolph's probably better, maybe more ROI than Diggs this week. I checking the prices right now, but let's see. You know, Rudolph yeah. is the number five tight end at fifty eight hundred on Fanduel. That's not terrible. No. Nope. I mean, the other guys, though, okay. I mean, it all depends on how you construct your roster, but I'm looking at right. FanDuel. Rudolph's 5,800, but Vernon Davis is 6,400. Like, I, I, you, have to find right. a, you have to find a way to get that extra $600 <laughs> to, sign, to play Vernon Davis. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the latest uh, – we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So what we're going to do here, in addition to the three games, because we don't think that's you know enough to entertain you today. It's good, but it's not enough. We're, Tim and I are going to talk about the uh, players we're thankful for in fantasy football. Who's your who's batting first for you on on your thankful for list? Um, I was trying to match up to the positions you did. I want to keep a theme of things. Mm-hmm. So and since it's the first one, I'm going to go with the one I'm thankful most for for early season production. And that's Leonard Fournette. Um, I grabbed him the second round in a lot of leagues. I was, uh, I was bullish on him. The touch work was going to be optimistic for me. Hasn't been great lately, except for the little, little comeback in week 11 with yardage. Uh, but though that's that touch load and those touchdowns early in the season, uh, really helped me start out where I was okay with having all this happen to him later on to a degree. So, so you are a, <laughs> you have more four net shares than most. Is that fair? Yes, I will say that. Than, than most. Excuse me. Yes. All right. I just burped, so, by the way. Sorry. Um, all right. So get, get la- started on Thanksgiving early. I know. Or? I totally am. <laughs> so last week, how weirded out were you? So you're a Fournette owner. You're going, ah, this guy's great. And now that he's back and he's going to play. And then he starts yapping about that. You know, I hate the cold weather. <laughs> I'm not playing in that stuff. No way. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Pe- and people were saying I'm not playing him because of that. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> I, I get it. I get there's this, this try to, people try to read the psychological aspect of things. And I know he went to a, an SEC school, blah, blah, blah. And, but it gets kind of cold down there, too. And, you know, he's a I know he's had some attitude issues, but he should he'll, he, he's going to grow up with stuff like that. He'll play. And then he gets 30 carries. So right. Or 30, 30 touches, whatever. It was just so funny was, when I read know, that. People you know, just look people looking for outrage and, and panic. That's true. So I was looking at their schedule today. And I, I have been a big Jags fan all year. Coming into the year, I was excited to see them in the defense and, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. They are – like I think there's a decent chance that they trip up against the Cardinals this week. Just because if they don't mm-hmm. – I'm looking at these guys and you look at their remaining schedule, 12 or 13 wins totally in play here. Oh, and, and I'm, I was going to say very excited about the fantasy schedule for, for Fournette as well. Yeah. With, after Arizona, Indianapolis, Seattle, who's, you know, who's, who can wilt against a good running back? They're not impenetrable there as they, as they used to be. Right. And then 15 and 60, Houston and San Francisco. Ah, oh, I love it. It's I'm, fantastic. I mean, the, these guys could legit be the top seed in the AFC. Ah, uh, that would be, that would be fun. I think our, I think our Nick Whalen would, you know, his head would explode. Yeah. But be awesome. It's, it's just, it's, it's not, like I said, I looked, I, it, the first time this morning I looked at the schedule and I went, hey, wait a minute here. Like, this is real. Now, I, like I said, I, I think because of Bortles, more than anything, who hasn't been awful, I kind of look at them and go, they, st- I still think they're one of those teams. And maybe some of it is sort of a, I don't know, it, it's, it's weak analysis, but it's sort of a, they're the type, since this is their first year sort of up and coming, 
you right. tend to think maybe there's going to be growing pains and they'll hit speed bumps and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that defense, man. Oh, it's, it's, it's like poetry. It's great. Them. It's really great. I, I hope and, we get yeah. them in the playoffs. I would love to see the Pats go down there and play them. That'd be amazing. That, yeah. that would be that would be Brady's biggest test of the year for sure. Even forget, you know, Denver. Uh, and, and we talked about that week 17 with Tennessee. That could be for the division. So that would be could awesome. Be. I, and I hope the Jags smoke them because I'm so yeah. disappointed in the Titans. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, what, 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 what about your thankful player? Mark Ingram. Yeah. I was very happy to draft Mark Ingram in sort of, you know, after all the other running backs went off the board, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I thought, I mean – it hasn't worked out the way I thought because I thought the Saints would be typical Saints. I thought that they would, you know, basically at the end of the year, they were going to fire Sean Payton and that their defense would probably be bad again. And that Ingram, despite Payton's efforts, would, you know, what ha- I, in, in past years, you'd look and you complain about Ingram's usage and then you get to the end of the year and he's a top 10 running back anyway. Yep. This is totally different. And I didn't <laughs> see Kamara coming like this. Right. But Ingram has been yeah. 400 yard games in his last six He's he's got how many catches here? So he's got 34 receptions in 10 games. It's pretty darn good. Um, that's unreal. Um, he, this guy is just he's so underrated. Eight touchdowns his last six. Yeah. Also, I love so. this guy. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got I got him in a couple of spots that I'm so he's just, you know, he's he's making me look smart. I've been I, oh, I bought him in DFS a lot, especially the the tout wars, the baseball, we, the baseball uh, expert league does a fantasy football DFS weekly contest. And I've been using Ingram probably at least for half my games this year. Right. I'm very about it. <laughs> he is he's he's tremendous. I, I've been so happy with him. I've um, been so happy to watch this paradigm shift in, in this offense as well. Yeah, it's, it's overdue. It, 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 I mean, it's so, it's so cool. And Kamara is so, you know, it's funny. He's one of those guys that you look at and. And, you know, we, we've talked about well, too much about the whole Jalen Ramsey, Ezekiel Elliott bit. But Kamara's a guy, on the other hand, you know, not I, like I wouldn't pick a guy with the fourth pick out of the running back, no matter who it is. But I also look at a guy like Kamara and go, he lasted to the third round? Really? Yeah, that's, that, that that's an oversight. I mean, you know, say what you want about hindsight. But, you know, even when he was drafted, people, like you said, there's the dynamic talent there and there's game changing speed yep. and shiftiness. So, you know, New Orleans got their got like a Reggie Bush peak form yep. guy, I think. Um, look, look at right now, if you had to pick again, Kamara <laughs> or Christian McCaffrey? Mm. In real football, I mean. Well, because the way they, because Kamara works so well between the tackles still and they're letting him, I, you got to go Kamara. Yeah, I think you do. I mean, I don't want to beat up on Christian McCaffrey, but yeah. No, um, I, th- I think we, we underrated the two-way possibilities with Kamara. Yep. So. Um, also, the, uh, by the way, that Ram Saints game is, looks like a really good one. Um, we're getting some, we're getting some fresh blood in the playoff picture. I like I it, like it. Really cool. I agree. Yeah. All right. Next up, your boys. Uh, um, <laughs> char- I've got Chargers by one over under forty seven and a half. That looks high to me. Well, another one. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, Tyrod Smith's oh, Ty- Tyron Smith's status will determine that. And so. sound, looking good at this point. We're doing this Wednesday. Um, right now, I'm talking at about 10:30 Eastern. But as of right now, Tyron Smith, he's been practicing. He practiced with the first team on Tuesday, looking positive to play. Yeah. So that's and, and you know, as you mentioned, you guys have mentioned a couple times this week. I mean, I, it was ugly for me to watch that that game against Philly. Just Dak had no time at all to throw. He didn't. All right. So what do you? And that's a huge. You know, we, we've talked about uh, on this with you and with others about how Tyron Smith's absence is probably more of a factor in the Cowboys' offense performance than Zeke's absence. Absolutely is, of course. We, you know, we talked about, I talked about Zeke you know, being not a luxury for the last two years, but also just you know, a bonus of a player. Yep. Yeah. So, so what's, yeah. what's Dak? What, what because people mm-hmm. are looking at him now and are very eager to jump on the, Oh, he can't do anything without Ezekiel Elliott, and he's you know, he's being exposed as a you know subpar quarterback and blah 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 blah. Yeah. What, what do you think Dak is? How good is Dak? Hey, you try playing with Chaz Green at left tackle, <laughs> right? When you when you have Tyron Smith, we can't judge it yet because I want to see him with Smith without Zeke. You know, he got to have one or the you know one and not the other, not not both. Um, I think you know the interceptions last year that was gonna drop down either way and uh, he, he actually had been pretty good until you know recent weeks i think just you know he's he's been rushing his throws just because there's no time right um 
I'm not ready to, to downgrade him just yet. I think he was like a top 15 quarterback coming into the year. He kind of outperformed that because of his legs. He can still rush for touchdowns, which always is going to help us fantasy value. Yeah. Uh, real life quarterback. I still like him a lot. I think he's, he's more conservative than Tony Romo was that cause he has a running game to lean on. Romo really didn't never had a huge one to lean on. So he always had to take the game in his hands. Dak doesn't have to do that. Right. So I think the fact for helping your team win is Dak's a better makeup quarterback than Tony Romo for the most part, even though Romo had all those comebacks. I think Dak's the, the cooler head, I guess, so to speak. Um, I at fantasy, you, you want to just wait till Tyron Smith comes back. And this is not a great, even, even if Smith comes, comes back though, this is a tough one. Cause you got Bosa, you got Ingram on the, on the pass rush and then you right. got those great cornerbacks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still know. on the charger bandwagon here, but, the, but I do see this as being uh this could be a I, I, I sort of envision maybe this get right game for the Cowboys. It'll be close. I think it, back. it's going to be down to the wire if Smith comes back because, you know, the Chargers play close games. The Cowboys often do. And, you know, Dan, getting Dan Bailey back is, is highly underrated development if that happens. So. Yes. And you see, what's the latest? I mean, I, I know I think the last I looked on that was Monday and it sounded like he was coming or oh, they were optimistic. It's, uh, well, I, I know you and Jake mentioned, you know, look at him for the waiver wire. I think he was limited to practice Tuesday, but that's probably just, you know, to kind of, uh, right. you know, just get him looser. So we'll see what happens tonight. Okay. Yeah. Um, run game wise. So the chargers are allowing 4.6 carry. The Cowboys are allowing 4.9. Um, you're certainly starting Melvin Gordon. If you have him, um, right. if you start, if you have Alfred Morris, you're probably going that way too. He actually looked decent on, uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, he, he's the best one between the tackles of the guys remaining. And, you know, one time, one time we liked Alfred Morris in the fantasy community as, as the guy in Washington, and he has a better offensive line working behind now. So, right. um, yeah, I, I mean, the Chargers have kind of improved a little bit um, on their on their past de- – uh, sorry, on their rush defense. Uh, so maybe don't take the whole season numbers as a grain of salt with a grain of salt. But, uh, right. yeah, it's, it's still a good setup for Morris to at least be RB2 worthy. Okay. So, um any, if you had to pick a Chargers receiver, whether it's a receiver, <laughs> a, a tight end or a wide receiver, other than Keenan Allen for this game, who would it be? Uh, I would love to see Hunter Henry against Jeff Heath. Yeah, um, that that's a good tight end versus safety matchup, and without Sean Lee, if he's, I don't know if he's, if he's confirmed out, but that's also huge for a guy like Henry to go over the middle. So, um, you know, it it just it, it angers me that Tyrell Williams isn't more involved. Even though he had, he led the, the the team in wide receiver snaps, I think it was mostly for blocking and garbage time. So, okay, um, yeah. I'm reading Sean Lee ruled out, ruled out. Yeah, well, there you go, there you so. go. Okay, <laughs> um, anyone else in this game? That you, I mean, you uh, covered everybody pretty much. Other than, I, I mean, Cowboys, other receivers or anything eh, like that. Well, might be a Beasley game because of those cornerbacks. Uh, you know, Jason went on Thanksgiving. I never want to underestimate him. You know, maybe he's a top fifteen tight end type of guy, PPR centric type of option there. Um, Terrence Williams, I, I don't see it. It's just a tougher matchup on the outside this time. You know, I, I you know, speaking of people who don't play enough, Bryce Butler doesn't play enough, but right. you know, deep threat. Um, the Chargers, you know, the, the, the Eckler hype, I think, should die, you know, has died down a little bit. I think the garbage time touchdown last week was just garbage time. Nice player, not going to be a consistent fantasy contributor. Agreed. Unless Gordon goes down. All right, FanDuel. Is fantasy football for everyday fans with new contests starting every week. No busted seasons, which I have some of. There's something for everyone. Lots of contests to choose from, and they start at just a buck. I mean, if you can't get in there, come on, folks. It's a buck for Thanksgiving. Do it. Just pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Um, yeah, so I'm looking. I mean, Vernon David, I will say right now, I have a FanDuel lineup open. I'm in the FanDuel Thursday million. Oh, nice. And I, yeah. Vernon Davis is the start of my lineup right there. There's nice. no well, doubt that I'm playing Vernon Davis. Well, then you and I are tied so far. But everybody so. might play Vernon. See, that's one of those <laughs> right. things everyone's exactly. going to look and go, oh, I have to play Vernon Davis. It's chalky. I mean, it, 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 but, it, but is that the point you want to go against the grain? I don't think it's the point I would go against the grain. Right. Do it somewhere else. Right. right. I, go Cole I, Beasley to your point a minute ago. Right. I mean, you, people, people do talk about this, you know, oh, I, I mean, there's, there's good times to fade. I don't think that's one time with such a limited player pool to fade. Yep. I'm with you. Otherwise, quarterbacks... Uh, not Eli, not Keenum. Cousins is the sec number two quarterback and would seem to be an interesting, you know, I mean, he's playing the Giants. You get, stack, you get your stack with Davis, though, that way. So that's true. That's um, Dak number one freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. McKinnon's only 6,200. That's not bad. Alpha is 6,100. Um, you're, you're reading my lineup. Stop it. Let's see. <laughs> 
Um, oh, Byron Marshall. Look at that. I'll talk about him later, too. Um, let's see. Dan Bailey is, oh, he's the third highest kicker. Damn kickers. You could do the Roger Lewis and wide receiver. <laughs> oh, I mean, I know three games slate. There's a whole, you know, there's not those, much those that's off the factors. table. Those yeah. Factors. All right. Um, and your defense here, the Redskins would seem to be the spot. I think you got to go Chargers maybe if you're going to go against the Grinch just because of they're, they're the number, they're fifth in salary, but they, they are probably the second best actual the defense. Third, second or third. Yeah. Yeah. Washington, you never want to. I don't want to overrate Washington against the Giants. You know, right? That th- those are always tough games, even w- even with the, the, the what Giants are trotting out now. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Over two and a half million players have won a cash prize playing on FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com/rw. You'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, not the Thursday Million, which offers more than one million in cash prizes, and that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. For that, just visit FanDuel.com/rw again. Free entry into the Sunday Million, and while you're there with that deposit, play the Thursday Million so you can play with Tim and me. Um, okay. Next player you're thankful for. Who's up? Um, I was on kind of a mission this year. I wanted to kind of restore my opinion of quarterbacks. So I joined a lot of super flex leagues, leagues with six-point passing touchdowns, that sort of thing, just to kind of tip my scales in favor of the quarterback again because of, you know, how wide receivers have kind of been dipping and running backs have been going back up. So I'm very thankful for Tom Brady this year. I own him in at least four leagues um, in those super flex and augmented quarterback stats setups just you know pretty remarkable season he's had um i'm in the i'm in the playoff chase or or you know pretty close in just about every place i have him okay if you're not then you're doing something wrong so right you made an investment <laughs> and it paid off and that that's where you and then i i was convincing myself that's where you want to buy up in those formats right because get that initial stability and then you know play the market otherwise and i like that i kind of you know did something a little different i think that as a fantasy community we, we really need to be more thankful for good quarterbacks because you know look what we've seen happen this year to a lot of the decent ones that we thought oh we, i can wait and draft this guy that's true um no i did do that and i'm going the opposite here man i love kirk cousins that guy sure i mean he is just he was probably the 11th quarterback off the board in draft season that's, that's probably about right yeah and he's, I, I've got him, in, I, I looked up on Yahoo this morning and he's QB six for the season. That's good. Just he's, you know, the volume's enough and, and he's just, he's solid. He's not a superstar, but he's right. good. You know, he's fine. And I'm, I'm going to be, as I've said before, I'm going to be excited when he becomes the NFL's highest paid, highest ever paid player. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, yeah. good for him. Yeah. Washington should have already done it. So. Right. And I said, yeah. what, what do you think's going to happen there? Uh, the Broncos would love to have him. Uh, <laughs> so, so if you were the, if you were him, would you go to the? I mean, you're going to go where there's money. See, here's the thing: with when players say it's not about the money, I don't think it's a lie. Mm-hmm. But it's not about every last dollar. He he's not going to pass twenty on twenty seven million from the Broncos to go play for Jacksonville for eight million. You know, that's not it. But well, for, of course, for yeah. two million less, he might look at the Jags and go, "Hey, you know what?" I, I could win two Super Bowls in a row right now. Yeah. Because their well, defense and their running game is good enough. Right. And you figure you get Allen Robinson back. Yes. Uh, you know, and and <laughs> if they ever get Justin Blackman back, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a good setup for him to not have to do as much, like lift as much on his shoulders as he has to do with Washington. So. Right. I mean, I don't know. With Fournette, so. Yeah, I, I just love Kirk Cousins. He's, he's a guy I own. Actually, there's one league that's weird. That because I drafted in June, and I ha- and I waited till basically what I said was I'm going to be the last guy to pick a quarterback, and I'm going to draft two close together. I have yeah. Cousins and Wentz. Yeah, I have Cousins and Stafford in in an auction league. So. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, I kind of did the same thing you did. Just you, you had that little pairing of like mid range guys. Yeah. Or whatever, it's working which, great. It's it's annoying every week when I go. Oh, e- man, I have to bench Cousins. <laughs> I was just going to say it definitely leads to more thought process, which you know kind of goes against my my mission statement from earlier but this is a this is a one quarterback start league you know very basic setup so that's when you wait on quarterbacks all right but cousins let's see here what do we got stat wise i don't know it's just oh it's so good you gotta love this week too so you gotta love this week against the giants but yeah cousins last he's he's been over 247 for five weeks running for six weeks running 
Um, yeah. Lots yeah. of touchdowns coming. Last yeah. last six games, last seven games. Wait, eight? Eight games. Yeah. He's at, let's see, 10, 12, 15 touchdowns. And, and, you're, and you're including the three rushing or? Oh, right. That was just yeah. passing. Yeah, he's strong. Yeah. I'm, I'm very thankful for Kirk Cousins personally. All right. Good, R- good ROI on that pick. Yeah. Yes. Sure. So speaking of Kirk Cousins, the Redskins are favored by seven with an over under 45 against the Giants. I, yeah. I am so not fooled by what the Giants did last week. Not no. one bit. I, well, yeah, we, 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 I mean, you guys have mentioned the Chiefs being questionable, especially on defense. And yeah, I, I, I think that I, I wouldn't I would probably take the points on that still. Okay. Because it's a divisional game. I know it's a road game, road divisional game, but it's still a divisional game. So, um, yeah, still like Shepard's, you know, not looking good to go, which is the big factor for me here. Huge. Yeah. Poor got migraines. I would never. I, I, I just I feel so bad for people who suffer from those because they sound horrendous. Yeah. I mean, are, are they concussion related? We don't know. Right. I mean, that's that, that that's that's unfortunate. Um, so you're taking the points here. I mean, traditional game. I, I get. Yeah. The the I, I get why. I I still think the Giants are bad, and I still think this Ben McAdoo. I I think last week. I think the wind helped. You know, I, I think there were there were the Chiefs slumping, all that stuff. The Giant defense did step up. I don't know. I I just wonder if the skins are going to smoke them. I wonder. I, I'm I'm finding it hard to believe that McAdoo, and maybe this is you know the whole on uh, uh, you know narrative out of control. <laughs> if McAdoo has, has lost that team, I find it difficult to believe that all of a sudden he sort of got it back. Um, Matt, that's fair. I, I just think that the Giants, the, 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 the skill players on defense, you know, they kind of had a little fluctuating stupidity with suspensions. And yep. I think getting them all back together is OK. And Olivia Vernon back to the defensive line is going to help a lot. Uh, it has helped a little bit already, as we've seen. Um, you know, they won't guard the tight end, whatever. Um, I'm fine with that. But. I, I don't know. I, I think that people are underestimating how good the Giants' defensive line is, and that, how that much that can make a difference in a divisional game like okay. this. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, the defensive line is going to deal with Samaj Piran, who is the essentially the last mm-hmm. man standing in the Redskins' backfield. If you right. won your Samaj Piran uh, free agent derby overnight, you probably pretty happy. I, I would think so. Um, I have him in a keeper league. I've been I actually been pitching him in trades for upgrades and. I was like, well, what if happens? If, what would happen if Rob Kelly got hurt? I'm like, and I pulled it back, and then here we go. I'm in playoff position there, and good, good, good looking to come for the future years if he does keep the job because I think that he showed what he could do uh, last week against those Saints. Uh, he's got, you know, he finally had his good vision come through. Mm-hmm. He, he can do a little bit after the catch, even though he didn't show it much there. I just, you know, that was he's one of those rhythm guys where he does need like you know 15 or so carries to really have an impact and. Yeah, I mean, just the workload alone is going to be helpful. All right. So the other, uh, unless there's free agent moves I'm not uh, aware of, Byron Marshall is into mm-hmm. the Chris Thompson role now. Now, Byron Marshall was signed off the Eagles practice squad, what, a week ago? Yeah. I think it was well, a week ab- ago. After Kelly went down. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. So Byron Marshall was a, as we talked about, I think on Monday or Tuesday, um, was a receiver sometimes in college, caught 74 passes in his junior yeah. year at Oregon. Um, uh-huh. So you would think he has – I mean, I'm, again, I couldn't I would, couldn't pick Byron Marshall out of, you know, a crowd or what. I wouldn't know what he looked like. But there, seem, there appear to be some receiving skills here, and he's going to be the third down back tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles kind of were gathering these types of guys before this season or was it last season maybe, like where they were just, you know – I was looking for speculation. I had done a little scouting on him, you know, naked eye, untrained scouting, I guess I'll say – uh, but yeah, there's, there's, there's shiftiness there. Five, nine, two, oh, one about, I think it says on our website. So yeah, I mean, change up, change up touches might matter in really deep leagues at this point. If it's PPR, especially maybe you pick him up, maybe stash him, see how they use him. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think P Ryan is good enough in the past that a, a, as a receiver, that to, you know, really kind of play into what they want from him. So, you know, P, P Ryan's been okay as a pass blocker this year, almost actually on par with Thompson per uh, pro football focus. So that's actually working in his favor a little bit. And that's funny because in the preseason, they were worried about that. Yeah. They, they one were, game. He, he got what he, he fumbled and missed a block and Gruden was right. like, get out of here. I'm, well, you're dead to me. Well, two preseason drives. You know that, that tells a player's whole story for the season, as we all know. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, our man, Jake Latarski talked yesterday again about how much he likes Josh Doxon. Are you buying? Um, 
I don't know. I don't know about these against these cornerbacks. It's a tough, uh, tough outside matchup with Jenkins there. I'm sh- I'm assuming Jenkins would be guarding him. I would guess that. Um, not this week, but moving forward, yeah. Um, he's got Terrell Pryor's role now. Speaking of, um, well, Terrell Pryor could have been Turkey of the Year if we did that award. But <laughs> no kidding. Um, it's awful. Even though I kind of want to buy low last year after hearing about how the ankle's been bothering him since like week two. Right. Because no. Um. But anyway, back to Doxson. Uh, yeah, this week I'm, um, you know, he'll probably get seven or eight targets. I don't know how much he'll do with that. You know, wide receiver two, low end maybe. If you really want to kind of trust the snap count, which which is which is okay to do. I think I like Crowder more again this week. Okay. So. All right. Um. I think I and like Crowder more too. And obviously, you know, the one tight end that's going to make noise. So. Oh, Vernon Davis. Just live. Ver- Vernon Davis for the week. Who's a better tight end for the week than Vernon Davis? Kelsey? Uh, well, I mean, thought that last week. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I lost a lot of DFS clout on that. Um, Gronk? Yeah. Well, Gronk, I think, against Miami. That looks like a nice matchup there. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you want if you want to go with Ertz's consistency, Graham against the Niners. I, I can see Davis and Kelsey being same tier. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just – he's such a lock. Yeah. I mean, Engram against the Redskins probably isn't that much lower than Davis. Right. And, if, and looking back, it's easy to say now. In your deeper league drafts where you're taking, you know, maybe let's say those 20-man roster type like MFLs and things like that. Right. How dumb is it looking right now to not have drafted Vernon Davis late knowing Jordan Reed's injury history? I have been one of my fishbowl leagues. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very happy about that. So um, you, so it was dumb of me, not of you, because you did it. Yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, you're looking for whatever at that point in the draft. So you, you're, you're, you're in the hold. Of, I did, and I was in a draft and hold as well. So right. that's even more. It's even more concept of bagging on injury there. So it makes even more sense to draft him. I was even more of a inclined to do that. You, you're not necessarily because, you know, that's kind of 20, 20 player. That's still you have waivers in your fishbowl league, right? So yes. that's. You know, that's a lot of like faith that he'll get a job soon. So I, I get why you didn't. Right. But I looking back now, it seems like, a, you know, is, if there's a path for a lower level tight end, he had as obvious a path as anyone. Sure. No, I agree with that. So, all right. Like it's easy to say on November 22nd, I guess. <laughs> um, for the Giants, we talked about the receivers. I mean, you don't want to play any of them. I mean, in DFS, you know, usual caveat, you can you throw a dart at a lot of people. I yeah. guess you'd throw it at Roger Lewis if you were going to throw one. And on a three-game slate, it makes right. sense. Um, last week, what, he had four or five targets, something like that? One of them. And he had that, and he had that nice uh, juggling. Yeah. Clinch the game, basically. So, um, Darkwa is actually pretty good. I, yeah, I don't mind him this week at all. Right. Um, well, he's, you know, the, the Gallman's just kind of complimentary, not taking over for a healthy Darkwa at all. I mean, and I, a little bit I was wrong about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we all were. I mean, I, I kind of thought, you know, oh, Darkwa, they have to. I mean, basically, we kept wondering, oh, they got to use Gallman. Why don't they? No, and we, Darkwa, <laughs> he's been over 70 yards rushing three straight weeks. He's, he's, last three weeks, he's got, what, 50 carries? He's also caught a couple of passes in each game. I mean, he's like a legit, decent running back. He's got a hyper carry average as well, if I'm not mistaken, throughout, a, throughout all of that. So, yeah. He's been uh, really strong. Yeah. It's just, you know, the, the offensive line, I guess, fits him more this year. And, and the Redskins, you know, that, that's a very that's a that's a weak defense against running backs as well. Right. And you know, maybe maybe the Ingram Kamara numbers are gonna skew that a little bit. Um, but they still had a still had a pretty, you know, easy um, you know, defense that 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 kind of been has taken has been taken advantage of, excuse me, um, by running backs here. I'm gonna I'm trying to look up the uh who they faced in recent weeks. They're like a top ten in fantasy points allowed. It's you know, they uh, Ingram and Kamara got to them. Latavius Murray, your boy, scored on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliott had his 150 yard and two touchdowns in Week Eight. Hyde scored twice against them in Week Eight. Uh, you know the Eagles, whatever, did their thing. Kareem Hunt got 120 something yards. Gurley got to them in Week Two, and you know the Eagles got to them in Week Week, week One. So there, there's some vulnerability there, and I think Darko, especially the way the Giants' offense is with the passing game, I think Darko should get at least 15 touches. Right. Again. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. Anybody else in this game that we missed? Um, we got the Giants receivers. Evan Ingram. I mean, he's a. If you got him, you're playing him. You gotta. Yeah. I think. All right. Um, I, I, I don't think Josh Norman's going to key on any 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 wide receiver in particular. So there could be some interesting fluke touchdowns, I guess, with some guys. Right. Maybe. I don't know if he'll guard Ingram. Ingram. That'd be kind of funny. That but. would be kind of funny. 
And no interest in Eli for, in, for really any reason. Uh, I, I don't think so. No. Okay. Um, who else are you thankful for? Number three. I'm going to, I'm going to double up and say P Rye just because, you know, the pace might, when you're in a dynasty league, you just got to remember, even if you're in competition, you got to kind of balance the scales of future versus present. And I think P Ryan finally is at the point where I'm like, all right, he's helping me enough in my playoff race. And then I'm very happy to keep him for the future at this point too. So, yep. Okay. That's a good one. Um, the, I want to talk about the, uh, you know, not that this is a surprise to anyone, the Jags defense again. Yeah. They were, you stole that from me, by the way. I did. You, you can, yeah. We can take co-credit for this one. It's fine. It's fine. We, we've been talking about this preseason. So. I know. They, yeah. they were probably the, I don't know, probably lower end defense. Like people were, what were they, the 10th or 11th yeah, fantasy defense what, off the board. Yep, that's where I was about getting them. And looking at them, you kind of went, I mean, they loaded up, and they've been loading up for three years on defensive talent whether through free agency in the draft. And there was a bunch of really good players. And you just, I mean, you kind of saw it coming. But seeing it coming like this, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm looking at a Yahoo league that I'm in. And every league's got different quirks to its scoring system. But they have, I have them at 143 fantasy points in this Yahoo league. And next up is the Ravens at 123. So they are, they are 15% better than the next best team in the system. And I think this is a multi-year run. It's not just going to be one of those fluke defenses, you know, the ones that – because it's so volatile every year that one team just gets like eight touchdowns or something yep. and climbs over everyone else. This is going to be you, – you, you build your fantasy defense off pass rush, I think, or or good cornerbacks that, that you know, that, that produce sacks. And I think Jacksonville has a, the best combination of that. And they have both, right. Yeah. And this is one I, I read – I don't know where I saw it the other day. Someone tweeted it saying that of their 11 defensive starters, 10 of them are under contract through 2019. Oh, that's a, that's a good window. <laughs> oh, man. And you know what? You know, the funny part is Tom Coughlin's going to get all the credit. <laughs> He's going to get every yeah. bit of it, and people are going to say, oh, see, he came in and old school no. taught them how to win. And no, now Jaylen, I like Tom Coughlin. I'm not trying to beat up on him. But No, Jalen Ramsey taught them how to win. <laughs> <laughs> right? You, you know my bias and my love for Jalen Ramsey. So Right. I mean, right now, if you're Gus Bradley right now, are you sitting back going, damn it? Yeah. Damn it! Couldn't yeah. I have just won a few more games last year? Seriously, and he he should get a lot of credit for what he. It's like it's basically like what was it? Uh, in Tampa Bay, it was like Gruden leaving, then Tony Dungy getting all the credit or something. Right, similar thing. It's just that's that's just ugh. Oh, yeah, I feel bad for him. <laughs> I do too. All right, I think we're I think we're good. I think that's a, that's a good little appetizer for the Thanksgiving Day stuff. Um, uh, I, I see what you did there, John. Isn't it good, right? What's the <laughs> that's why that's why you're the host. Any appetizers? No, I can't think of any good ones. We should um, cheese and stuff. That's it. All right, my my mom. Yeah, makes the best French onion soup. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Very good recipe. Just you know, nice seasoning. Not going to reveal it to the audience. Sorry, guys, but. Uh, Something you guys should explore if you like that stuff. All right. Now, so. here's – I'm going to get into a little tangent here. I like French onion soup. Mm-hmm. But I, my – I, I like a lot of different foods. I'm not very picky. Mm-hmm. But one of my, my lines that I draw on food is when food is difficult to eat. I don't like – like <laughs> crab legs, I don't like. I don't want to waste my time picking at a crab leg for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why I like sandwiches. I just pick them up and eat them. Yeah. <laughs> so why work and eat? Yeah. French onion soup can be difficult because the cheese turns into a big blob. I would imagine your mother's does not. But uh, no, it's no. hard. If, if, if you wait too long, yeah, you, you can you can pay for it. Okay. But. So it's yeah, it's a, it's a French onion soup. It, it, it's hit and miss for me. I love the flavor, but it's hit and miss for me because, like you said, if you wait too long, I sit there and I go, all right, now I have to chop it with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's a it's a big mess. It, I, I, she waits a little bit, like after they're out of the oven, like not too cold, but not too hot. Like there's, a, there's like a middle point where the cheese just does do well and it holds up decently, and yep. you're not burning your mouth trying to eat it too fast. Got it. Say that it, it's a, it's all about timing. It is all about timing. That's true. Okay, this is good. This is this has got me intrigued. And this has got me hungry, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the other thing, lobster. I, I don't like lobsters because you know if someone was going to hand me a you know lobster roll, I'd be fine. But I don't want to pick through a lobster. Oh. Hey, if you get a, if you get a good lobster roll, oh, um, I, I mean East Coast. I mean, I'm sure you you have your 
fair share of at least imported ones down there, but coming up by me and New, and New England is just, oh, yeah, I you, love it. You just drive a little bit out to the island and, you know, there's one. I went yeah. to one one time on Montauk the, a couple, on the side of the highway on the way to Montauk. Yeah. There's this little shack and it was awesome. The little places can usually be awesome. So Yeah. Um, I'm totally hungry right yeah. now. I mean, lobster, you, you got to work the system down. And, and, and my favorite part of the lobster is actually the claw, not the tail. The meat's that, better. I agree. That, it's sweeter. Yep. So. All right. Well, everybody, um, anyway, enjoy your Thanksgiving there and, and enjoy whatever yeah. food. We, you know, tweet us. I'm, I'm, if you have good pictures of food, you want me to get even hungrier, just tweet them to us. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's at Tim underscore Heaney. I'm at JHelpin37. Hashtag Rotowire Jewel or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> we got America's <laughs> Test Kitchen. We got onion soup. We got food pictures, everything. This is great. Oh, it's great. All right, listeners to this podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. So you can check out nearly all the features on the site, including the DFS optimizer. If you can, if you basically want to say Vernon Davis and go optimizer, you can do that yeah. <laughs> at rotowire.com. Uh, what else you got going on this week, Tim? Um, we are taking a bit of a break for the Thursday, usual Thursday chat. We're just going to post a nice big giant thread on the Facebook page. Slap your questions there. We will get to it if you like our Facebook page and follow all that stuff. We'll also be answering at Rotowire on Twitter, and I'll be answering at, at my Twitter as well. You know, don't don't bother me after three, please. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. We'll have somebody doing that sort of thing. But uh, I'll be back to doing the live video on Sunday because there's still so – I, I, I'm guessing there's still going to be a nice demand for that on Sunday because, you know, we don't want to leave you guys hanging for, yeah. for a while. So uh, we'll, we'll be doing that. And then, um, yeah, so – Otherwise, everyone just enjoy their Thanksgiving and just, you know, pig out. And, you know, as John said, tweet us your food porn. So, yes. And I'm doing guilt free food. I'm running a uh, I'm running a four mile race tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. That's awesome. So Good for you. I'm going to come in and, you know, I'm not I'm not going to look and say, should I eat an extra of that? I'm absolutely going to eat an extra of everything. Yeah, let me know how that goes. I'll I'll be there with you in spirit. All right. (laughs) Trip to Fancoma at halftime of the Giants game. No doubt about it. (laughs) You will need it. (laughs) All right, folks. uh, As always, thanks for the reviews and the ratings. Keep them coming. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Um, Derek Van Riper and I will be back on Friday previewing the rest of the Week 12 slate. So come on back then. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.